cannot catch a virus. Well, back at it again, boys. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Razzle drift deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. 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 And we're back. We're back for another one. Welcome to another episode of Whiskey. Beer and Conspiracy Podcast, Season 4. Dropping the hammer. I am Big Country and your other two Boy, favorite hosts for this Chris. evening. Up, Boys, say hello. Yeah. And we're back for our uh, Season 4, Episode 1. True Crime, voted on by you, the hooligans, to hear about the uh, lovely, wonderful human being <laughs> that um, was just taken from us too soon, Mr... Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. Tremendous football player. And I hated him like every second that he was playing because he just thrashed my Broncos. Here's here's the crazy part about Aaron Hernandez is that him and Gronk were on the same team at the same time. And they were both just filthy. Yeah. 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 It revolutionized um, that formation having a two tight end. Yeah, dude. Do you guys have a ghetto bird going over right now? Is that Jess? That's not Jess. Is there a ghetto bird? Shout out to Jess if you're listening. I don't think that was you, but if it was, we love you. Maybe because she couldn't, you weren't replying, so she was like, fuck that. Yeah, she started blowing up my phone like on my way over here. She's like, what are you doing? Are you off work? What's going on? I miss you. I was like, woman, get off these nuts. Calm down, woman. She's like, don't worry. She's like, don't worry. I don't like nuts. Don't worry about that. But uh, she, uh, she's like, what's going on? When's the new podcast coming out? What are you guys talking about this week? And, you know, so I gave her a sneak preview because, you know, uh, she's not in the Discord, so she doesn't follow. Oh, uh, boo. I know. She doesn't get in the Discord. I've been totally busting her balls about it. But I told her, we're talking about Aaron Hernandez. And, and I think her reply was like, who? Or she may not have replied. But, you know, this guy, man, him and Gronk on the field together was just devastating Filthy. to teams because you couldn't match up against it. You can't no. put a safety on Gronk or, or Aaron Hernandez. No. There's, they, they, they had... They were they were setting records. Yeah, too big for the safeties to cover and and way too fast for linebackers to cover. It just was freak athlete. Was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it'd be the equivalent of having like George Kittle on one end and Travis Kelsey on the other end of the ball. You know, it's like, like, what do you do? Wild shit. Yeah. So before we jump into the episode tonight, we always kind of do a little Ricky Ricky rap session. And there's a couple things that I wanted to bring up. Well, one, obviously, we want to truly thank all of our listeners for 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 picking our show to listen to. I know we know you guys have a lot of options out there, so it does mean a lot to us that you're <laughs> you're, you're you're tuning in that radio dial to the whiskey, beer, and conspiracy hooligan hour. Um. But you can check out our website, wbconspiracies.com. My brother's been working pretty hard on that, getting it all dialed in, constantly being updated and and, and being innovated. So he's going to be on next week's episode uh, when we talk about Casey Anthony. He was so fired up when he was like, okay, what are your next couple episodes? And I was like, Aaron Hernandez. And then following Aaron Hernandez is going to be Casey Anthony. Do you know the connection between the two of these assholes? 
Chris, you have your hand up? Yeah, I do. I know. Do you have your hand do, up? Do you know? Do you know, Brian? <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. You got to wait. I do. Yeah, I do. You got to yeah. fucking wait. That's where you pay. <laughs> pay to play. <laughs> yeah. But I I wanted to... Okay, I, I wanted to talk to you guys real quick about this. Chris, you shared this today in our group chat, and I've never <laughs> laughed as hard as I did in my life. Uh, not the football that player great. that got knocked Fuck out, because that, that was funny, too. But... Oh my God! Coca Cola's Coca Cola's their their LinkedIn internal LinkedIn training video like employee this is, training. This is the epitome of what's wrong with our society right now. <laughs> is it's unbelievable to me that this is even a real thing. But when I was watching it, first of all, apologize for being white. No, oh, my bad. You start. I'm sorry. I'm sorry That's, for being yeah. white. Hey, every show, you and Brian need to apologize for being white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that I picked my race before oh, I was I, born. Yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. Um. No, well, hold on. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't oh, identify as white. So apparently so. this is a thing. Before we get into this training video, apparently... Um, transracial is a thing. So there is this this picture of this. It means you could you can just change what that whatever race you would like to be. Whenever. Well, didn't that happen like uh, like a couple years back with that the white gal, uh, Rachel Dozel? Yeah. That- uh, well, so she was she wasn't claiming she was transracial. She was actually pretending that she was from a black family. But isn't that the same thing? So. Though? It, it could be, yeah, but I'm I'm talking about there is this white dude who's apparently a female. I don't know how this shit works, dude. It was it was a dude who wanted to be a girl, but also wanted to be black. <laughs> so he started dyeing his skin or using makeup or something, and it said like how it how it was and how it's going or something like that, right? And yeah. they were black, and it said hashtag transracial, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <sighs> First yeah. of all, <laughs> one, that's called blackface. Can't do that. Two, if this is a thing, oh, hey this is going back to college for free boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, this guy this right ride here. basketball scholarship. This guy on, right on here. On this whole note, um, you, you know, know I, <laughs> I don't even know if I should bring this up or not, but we have to, um, to prov- we, we can't racially profile no. when you're working with Cops Plus, right? So, like, I can't just, like, go around making stops on people for a random just because they're black or whatever. Black guy in a Honda. Get him. You know, like oh. the guy, the guy oh, that sorry, would pass like me at 89 Floyd. miles per hour. You know, I'm stopping him because he's black. I never even saw the driver. Yeah. I just saw the he's going way the too fucking fast yeah. for you to see. So, him. anyways, so as I'm, anytime I contact somebody, anytime that I stop somebody, anyone, you know, pull over on the to help someone or or what, whatever. If I talk to somebody, if I've contacted them, I have to document their <laughs> their age. Their ethnicity, their um, if they're uh, LGBTQ, how would you even find that out though? Do you have to all on perception, all on what I perceive that person to be, which is exactly what you're not supposed to be doing. Correct, (laughs) and and there's my conundrum. Yeah, hell yeah, policies, baby. (laughs) Yes, that's some science, baby. That's so stupid, dude. And yeah. so the so the woman well the woman so, so it's a thing. Apparently you could just do whatever the no, fuck you, you want. And just... no one can tell you that you can't. Right? Which is interesting because huh. Steph said she was watching a video 
and it was of a girl who was living as a boy for like the past four years, right? Something happened, and now I'm not saying this religion isn't for everybody, but for sometimes it, it finds a person, right? Uh, they don't go seeking it out. So this person, they, mm-hmm. they something had happened in their life, and they started uh, going back into religion, and they then they decided, you know, hey, reading the Bible and and speaking to friends of mine who aren't judging me, they're just trying to translate the gospel. Um, basically, said that for you to change who you are is sort of a slap in the face to God. They created you. You were created this way for a reason. So the girl said, you know, for the first time in four years, like I feel like I'm who I'm supposed to be. And yeah, I'm going to punch, I'm going to punch Zeke right in the throat. Um, so squeaky that kid. Um, but he said, you know, I finally feel like I'm who I'm supposed to be. And they started putting makeup on and we're living their life as a girl again. So, it's in my opinion, I'm not a professional, but in my opinion, I think a lot of this shit is just influenced. You know what I mean? It's trendy. This is how kids want to live and do. And, and, and it's just, it's sad, dude, because if I feel like they're not actually given the time to figure out who they are. And, and if they, if they reach a mature stage yeah. and decide like, this is how I want to be. Okay, fine. I, I think that there's a big difference too, between someone that is, you know, 18 to 20 that is still dealing mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. this and coming into their own and figuring things out. I just don't, I don't, I hate the stories that I hear about. Oh yeah. My, um, five-year-old, uh, yeah, is, is my, my five-year-old, he's gay. A, you know, it's a, he's a boy and we're going to let him be a girl, mm-hmm. you know, cause he likes to dress up with dolls or, or whatever. Yeah. That's kids do that stuff all the time. Yeah. And I don't think that, you should be altering, uh, giving them any medication to slow stuff down. Or yeah, that's child abuse, man. Yeah, it's, I think that's awful. If I think you, you just let it play out. Yeah, you know, if if little Tommy, his whole life grows up, and now all of a sudden he's you know twenty eighteen, he's making his own decisions, and Tommy wants to be Therese, you know, fine, so be it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. That doesn't. That stuff doesn't bother me. What bothers me is is when you're forcing it onto kids. Yeah, you, know, you think that you're doing the best thing for them, and you end up hurting them in the long run. You know, gender. They called it gender dysphoria forever, mm-hmm. and now they're now know, it's normal. Now it's just normal. And yeah, you know, I I I've met people that are um, transgendered, and I come contact them through work. I come into contact through other ways. You know, you just. I feel, yeah, you do you. Yeah. I don't understand it. I'm not going to try to understand it. I just don't want to be forced to like walk on eggshells for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you want me to call you a her? I'm going to call you a her. You know, that that's fine. But, but, but you don't, don't know that. The, I don't want the government to come in and say, hey, yeah, you exactly. got to yeah, exactly. gender pronouns or, or, or in school. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's the problem that we're having is they're in school saying – Everybody's got a what's your pronoun? Like, well, that no, that that's bothers me too. Is when the, they asked my oldest son in high school, which pronouns do you use? And my son came to my my wife was like, "What does that mean? What pronouns?" He, I'm just Logan. See, see Dom Dom's <laughs> gonna be the one who's like sort of like Gina Carano, where they were like, "Well, you need to put your pronouns in your bio," and she's like, "Beep boop bop, those <laughs> are my pronouns." <laughs> that's gonna be Dom. Mine's, mine's, mine's still your yeah. majesty well, or so, supreme leader. So you can have both. You can be like, oh, your majesty you and know. supreme leader. So I kind of want to fill out just a college application. Just yeah. 
gender, female. See what happens. Ethnicity, black. <laughs> I'm black as fuck. And then just see what happens. Right? What are they going to deny oh, me? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, now right? we got a whole new set of problems. Be like, oh, so you guys are racist. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> racist and sexist. That's where we're at right now, dude. Yeah, real that's nice. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. Real that's good. what we're going yeah. with. Silly. Fucking silly. <laughs> yeah, so Coca-Cola. <laughs> um how do i describe it how do i just yeah so it's a it's a linkedin video right uh for, for coca-cola's linkedin and they're it's like an employee mm-hmm. training video that they're implementing and and again i mean i saw we saw the clip today i don't know if this is extremely new or if this is maybe just yeah it's kind of older but it's just getting some some limelight you know right now but the the main message of the video was how to be less white and i'm thinking like i yeah, don't what, what is, is the what definition is of white? that like i don't i <laughs> what, eat less what, mayonnaise what, I, like less mayonnaise less keystone light less country music less penny loafers i don't you know less what is, trips to the golf what course, do i need to do less yeah, of more golf um, no more uh, HGTV. Um, what else? Um, <laughs> there you go. God damn it. See? There you go. Being too white again. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I just, well, I, I'm so curious as to like, I mean, obviously we don't that, work for like, when Coke, I was in high but... school, right? Like, oh, you're, you're half black. You don't act black. Like, what the fuck is that? How am I supposed to act black? What does that mean? What do I do to act black? You know what I mean? Well, they <laughs> described it pretty well in the video. So I'm going to what well, I'm going to show you here is how you do a crip walk. So basically, it's a, it's like a step dance. It was created by uh, the Crips gangs, um, and you start with this backwards V step, just like this. This is how you do it to be like honestly. Yeah, yeah. It, I know that wasn't like a real part of yeah, the video. That was, that was like a funny. clip that they added in there. It was kind of funny, but. But honestly, Dude, like, imagine if it, we get to that all, point, and which is not off the table. No, and it's not off the table at this point. If you walked up to a group of black people, and I'm a white person, and I'm trying to be less white, and I was like, <laughs> what's up, Negroes? Um, I'm about to do this familiar do the, dance that you probably the dance know. Of your people. It's called the Sea Walk, and I've been practicing. <laughs> it's terrible, dude. Not going to happen. Not going to go. Not going to end well. And then and then they all pull out, they yeah, all pull I, out red I, bandanas, I and they're like, "I don't right know how to broach this with dance my kids." You tell them it's dumb, dude. I just I I think that we've we've gotten to a point where I've I told each one of my boys I said, "Don't you ever feel sorry for being white?" Absolutely not. There's there, you I said never feel. Bad. I said, "Don't you ever think you got white privilege either?" I said, "The only privilege that you have in this world is that your mom and dad both love you unconditionally. You're going to both be in your life forever. Yeah, me and mom are going to raise you guys. Uh, and you're born American. And you're born yeah, an American. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, born an American. I don't understand. I don't understand like it at all. And I thought it was crazy when she says that if you're white and you say I'm not racist, you have to take that out of your vocabulary. There, there. So what are you supposed to do if someone says, "Hey, you're racist," and you say, "No, I'm not racist." You're not allowed to defend yourself as, as if someone calls you a racist. There's another thing I saw this week too, or maybe at the end of last week, it was like the eight uh, stages of, you know, 
white being white you know just, whiteness yeah if, if you're just first step one Sunburn. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rewatch the. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna relook. I'll relook it up and I'll, I'll put post it in the Discord and let people chew on it for a little bit. But it, it was. It would basically say the same thing. If you say, "Hey, I'm not a racist," that's not good enough. What is? Oh my god! And if you there's basically there's there the you're either a Nazi like. <laughs> well, well, Crowder said it perfect. He's like, so are they gonna say that? That Oscar Schindler was like not racist. Like, if they call him a racist and he says, no, I wasn't a racist, does that make him racist? <laughs> Even though he was doing nothing but freeing Jews? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's yeah. so stupid, yeah. dude. Identity politics. I'm curious. I'm Chris, I'm curious to you should oh, drop that in the I'll, Discord. I'll, I really want to see what those yeah, eight I'll, stages I'll or seven, well, however yeah, many there are of, like of just, whiteness. It made like, me feel so bad at it made I me just, feel I'm so bad. Just, I just know, I know that I wonder what your level's at. Because in in the and I think one of them hit me right in the, the face yeah. because I'm a I'm a true believer that you know what? I know I'm not a racist and and I I will push back against racism. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's not enough. And why is that not enough? Me just saying, "Hey, I, I think all people are equal." That's not good enough. That's not, and and the the fact that the media is only lifting up these people who say that you saying you're not a racist isn't good enough. You fighting for the freedom of everybody isn't good enough. And and tell, having them tell every white person that is listening to them that they're guilty, they're complicit in racist acts, and that. No matter what, they're born a racist. Yeah, and and the media is just pumping them up, pumping them. This woman was on Jimmy Fallon or or Jimmy Kimmel, one of those. Yeah, and and saying the same was it Jimmy Fallon saying the same shit, Fallon. and the whole time Jimmy Jimmy's Fallon. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, call her out on no. this shit, dude. No, 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 no. You're, you're yeah. a white man having this white woman tell you that you're racist because you're white. That makes zero sense, and you're fighting against racism by segregating an entire group of people. And telling them that they're racist, that is racist. Yeah. You're my favorite part. My favorite part of that uh, clip that was played uh, was when she was like, believe me, uh, black people, okay, are not going to be, that's not Dude, good enough for first them of all, for you to say I'm not racist. So you're saying by a, being a white woman, telling other white people <laughs> that telling black people that you're not racist isn't good enough for them. Are you making an assumption yes. that you know what's best for an entire yes. class of people that you are not like, but you're trying to prove that you're not racist, not but you can't and say the left that because it's not enough. That. Now, first of all, I'm not sure how many black people are watching the Jimmy Fallon show, um, unless it's just to listen to the roots. But I can guarantee you that's not the best way to reach. Good you point. never see them at like Morehouse College. Going, saying you're not racist isn't, and it's because black folks see that shit a mile away. They're feeding this to other white folks to make them feel yeah. guilty about shit, and then you see them at a BLM rally. You know what I mean? There's all these black folks are standing, sitting, looking at this crazy white lady, going, "The fuck is she talking about?" You know what I mean? And and it's completely silly because you don't hear any of this coming from predominantly black communities. None of it. Yeah. And and I think that's probably step three or four mm -hmm. on that chart yeah. is watching Jimmy Fallon. So she's already she's two <laughs> strikes against her already. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, I'm glad I got step one. 
turkey salad sandwich with extra <laughs> mustard and extra mayo. Step two, in sync. Any sync you own albums. any sync albums. Oh, we call them sync, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Any any sync, dude. Not in sync. If you're if if you call them sync, you're on stage two. <laughs> Automatically. Stage uh, stage three. Have you ever, you know, dreamed of owning <laughs> of owning a home? Too white. That's stage Damn. three. Oh, dude. So real yeah. quick, you remember the um, that clip of Joe Biden recently where he's talking about how Latino communities and Black communities don't know how to get on the internet or how to access the internet. <laughs> Oh my God, dude. My wife sent me this video (laughs) and it's this black dude in his house. He's got like, there's like an HP laptop sitting on the floor and it's closed and he's like running around on his knuckles. Like he's a fucking gorilla, right? This black dude. And it's playing the Joe Biden clip behind him. And he's like shoving the fucking laptop around and he's like biting on it. And he finally opens it and like falls on the ground. Like like he just discovered fucking fire. And I'm like, dude, this guy is literally saying that they like, you just go to an inner city and there's no internet there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you go to the barrio and there's no internet there. And it's like, does he not people, realize yeah. like probably everybody in this whole almost but like half the homeless people like come in contact with yeah because they have, they have those obama phones dude they just and go, they got internet access go, and, push a button like one button boop, yeah internet come on man come on man come on, come on man yeah. come on come, come on, on man uh, that, that's, that's, our, president. that's our president. Um, no, that is the president, and he is your president. That is a clone of a guy who claims to be president. He's the president. He's not the, well, I think we'll we see. Not, hashtag we'll not see. my president. Hey, Johnny Johnny oh, might be issuing oh, refunds in a Johnny, few short weeks. We'll I don't see how fast he pays his debt. What's going to go on if that's the case? Since I didn't pay, since I didn't, <laughs> yeah, pay, it wasn't Johnny. Since I didn't pay fast enough for the public, it I'm was sorry, random it wasn't listeners. Johnny. It's random listeners. Swarm, us a, why Swarm aren't you paying? Motherfuckers came in hot. We paid. Check our Instagram. Hey, I number, posted a picture of our fireman. Number our, two, our house fireman here. I just want to go back to one other thing too. <laughs> it's not like it was easy. I had to download his cat his app because because yeah, he couldn't use a normal app yeah, because there's no internet access where Chris lives. <laughs> It's too interesting. I've already got like three different pay, p- pay, pay methods. Now I got to get the one he wants specifically. Well, because he, he, there's a big backstory why he doesn't have been. Well, no. well, his backstory can suck it. Yeah. You know that, Johnny? Also, <laughs> Wait, well, settle down. I mean, this Chris, is not Johnny's fault. Sorry, Johnny. Well, Chris, uh, Johnny, I'm going to go back. I'm going to apologize. Johnny, I mean, you're fantastic. Well, okay. It was hard. It was guys. It was hard for Chris. Like Boya said, Chris lives in a predominantly black neighborhood. He lives in the inner city. Yeah. It's you, not like he just, don't has just the have internet. the internet. Okay, in the inner city, it's, guys. It's southwest side. You can't it's just go get on the internet. Diego, yeah. Southwest side of San Diego. It's especially when you live in a large two story house with a pool. It's hard to get the internet to the top floor, let alone get internet. <laughs> let, let, let's look from my perspective. I've got the COVID going on. I got four kids at home doing internet classes all How? damn long. Where did they get the internet from? Do they still all the internet. I don't get any. I can't even log on. I, my phone drops every time I get on the internet. It just drops off, man. You're just sucking up the internet. Just sucking sorry, up Johnny. Wi-Fi. I'm glad we're paid up. That's also cheers, my man. <laughs> well, that's 
that's also your 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 teenage <laughs> kids with the Wi-Fi, and they're going to that that shower power hour that they've Dude, been going I through. Pope for for my, forty five minutes. My my water bill and my internet bill is like through the roof right now. Wait till you got to call. Are they? Are they? Are they? Are they parallel? Are they, they increase at the same time? I have to go back time? to water usage charts. <laughs> Wi-Fi is just <laughs> marching up. If my, off the page. If, if my wife ever listened to this show, she'd lose her mind with that one. She's like, Damn. that's so awful. Why are all these hand towels so stiff? She uh, knows. She knows because I had to take away all <laughs> one of my son's electronic devices recently because I caught him. There's, there's spackle all over the curtain in here. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a, did someone did someone let a snail just run just through was the Was Spider-Man swinging through the shower? What happened? You guys are awful. <laughs> dude, I, I, you know what? I, I cannot wait till your boys get hey, older, you son of a bitch. Uh, oh, dude, I'm gonna be making the same jokes. It's gonna be it's gonna be great, dude. Dude, I had I caught, I came home I came home from work. Oh yeah, and um. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to use his name, but my, <laughs> my, my okay. I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Who's 13 um, is on the couch downstairs and he's got headphones on and he's falling asleep, but he's got his laptop on his, his, on his His lap lap. And he's like passed out. Did you, did you tell him that (laughs) I take take the laptop and I unplug it and I take it over and at this time, he's only watching like some YouTube video, which is fine. It wasn't it wasn't anything in particular. But when I brought up the shirt search history, it was like the the second thing that, that <laughs> was not okay. It was, I'm gonna tell you guys off air what it was, but I'm not gonna say it on on air. That's a, that is a Patreon episode because yeah, I, I looked at him and I was like. You go tell your mother what you're watching. Oh, he had to go tell mom. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, yeah. Chris, you didn't oh, do yeah. that? Did you really oh, yeah. make him go tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this um, behavior is going to stop. Mom. Hey, I told I'm him. Watching. He's got he's to gotta, he's gotta be like the rest of us growing up with no internet. He's got to oh, go out just handle his business from memory. You better have, yeah, you better close your eyes real tight and just think. <laughs> That's all you get, bud. <laughs> That's all you got. You better find that. See, and yeah. they don't have catalogs anymore like they used to. We right? had we had MTV, <laughs> just the MTV. Music MTV, videos. yeah, shit. Come on, man. get like a old Madonna video. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember. Uh, I had to like sneak down the hallway at like one o'clock in the morning as a kid and flip on MTV and see yeah. like boobs and bush on yeah. like a nine inch nails video. Cleavage, you know what I mean? Here we go. <laughs> Co time. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> it's, yeah. don't forget like it. Don't forget spring it. Spring break it. stuff they used to do. You'd be like, oh, oh, dude, do you guys remember? The oh, yeah. morning, this video contains yeah. adult content that's suitable for children. What if you could take this bus, this mm-hmm. plane, this charter, and yeah. waiting for girls to get and naked thought, like, just oh for you? Oh, my God, that's college. Oh. <laughs> now they have safe, <laughs> yeah, now oh, they have safe spaces harder. in college. There's no going wild, dude. Yep. Well, that was a big rant. That was, Should yeah, we get down to business? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We're doing it. We're recording. We're recording an episode. Yeah, we can get so much for true crime. This is just us bullshitting. (laughs) Whoops! (laughs) Whoopsies! So, Aaron Hernandez. um, 
what, what can you say about the guy? Uh, philanthropist, uh, you know, uh, historian. <laughs> historian. He was, um, yeah, he, uh, you know, he, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead during this episode, but there's something that I do want to talk about. Um, because, you know, I think m- we've all yeah. seen the Netflix documentary. And we've mentioned on the show before that Netflix kind of presents mm-hmm. documentaries from one side. Now, in Aaron Hernandez's case, I think he is absolutely guilty of at least one of these murders that, that took place. Um, perhaps more. Um, what I have an issue with, and Netflix didn't mention this uh, towards the end, but d- doing the research for this episode, a lot of other podcasts seem to want to focus on CTE. And I think it's something that obviously we're going to talk about tonight and not to get like all the way yeah. ahead of this because, um, <gasps> spoiler alert, he kills himself. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> part two next week. No. Um, so, you know, they don't get scans of Aaron's brain until obviously yeah. he had committed suicide and uh, his body was yeah. donated for science, science baby. Uh, trust the science stuff. And, um, you know, they get a scan of his brain and basically he yeah. had the brain of like a 50 year old and 27. he was 20, 27, 27, 28, 27. Uh, so young, young buck, man, still a lot of life left to live. Uh, I want to say this about CTE and then we'll just kind of dive into the episode. Um, I don't think that uh, enough people kind of understand CTE to where they want to attribute CTE to making Aaron Hernandez a killer. And I don't think that that's accurate Um, because I don't think anybody would ever say to let's just for an example, like a serial killer, like, oh, this person, you know, uh, Jeffrey (laughs) Splomer. you know, sawed off the head of 14 women's, um, fucked their dead corpses, drank their brain fluid, and then, you know, burned their bodies. And they're like, what a monster. What an terror. What a crazy person. And they're like, wait, hold on. He's actually a paranoid schizophrenic. And then everyone's like, oh, oh he's no. just sick. It's just sick. No, that's, <laughs> he's just sick. That's, it was in his, it was a mental issue that he couldn't control, which not making light of CTE, but I don't think that CTE, um, can be attributed to this one. So yeah. getting off the fence a bit for me before we even go into it, I would have to cross CTE off of it for a motive of him being the way that he was. I think it definitely deteriorated his state, but I think he was already it, in a, uh, it, a different... Yeah. It's just exacerbating all the the bad character flaws that he had. Yeah. Right. If you're if you got a quick temper, mm-hmm. all that's going to do is make you even shorter temper. If yeah. you've got a, a personality that you're going to go around and you think that you can get away with shit, you, that's what he's going to do. He's going to do shit and try to get away with it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, there's going to make the worst characteristics yeah. of him. There's worse. there's there's a lot of NFL players and other professional athletes, boxers, MMA fighters that have CTE or claim to have CTE and they've never gone out and murdered somebody. Correct. Unless you're Ray Lewis. Um, <laughs> unless you're Ray Lewis? Unless you're Ray Lewis. Okay. Uh, but I mean, look, look at, yeah, or OJ. Or OJ. Uh, look at, look at Junior Seau. He had CTE. Um, he knew that something was wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, he never hurt anybody. He was for all accounts and purposes of a, a, a stand-up guy, great person. Um, especially when you live here in San Diego, you know, he's still very highly regarded. 
Uh, I live right across the street from Junior Seau Sports Complex. Um, he's, he's a great, great dude. Never murdered anybody. Loved his show too. Loved yeah, his show. Was, well, was it um, some uh, something yeah. sports with Junior? And I remember he like went and watched like hockey one time, and he was uh, with the Washington Capitals. Uh, of like how what it's like to be um, yeah. like a trainer like in the back room for them you got to get the sticks ready and the gloves and they got to dry the gloves in between and it was he was I remember this clip from with Alexander Ovechkin and uh, he the trainers like tape yeah. everybody's stick you know like that and then he was like okay um Ovi they call him Ovi he's like okay Ovi I'll get your stick and he's like no nobody <laughs> touches my stick okay, and he's okay. like oh shit sorry but um yeah for for all accounts like you said boy a junior yeah, sale was so, just an incredible I, I, I agree with you. I won't say that that's what caused him to murder, but I will say that that attributed um, just to his general state of mind. So yes, agree. Yeah. So that's out of the way. That's Agreed. a disclaimer. I, and, and the only reason I yeah the, yeah the only reason I say that is because a few a few podcasts I had listened to leading up to this seemed to weigh heavily on that issue, and uh, you know that's their opinion, and yeah. we're all kind of speculating here because. Throughout this this episode, you're going to kind of notice that I don't really know if any one of us can pinpoint a motive. Yeah, yeah. For Chris and I discussed that before the show. That's that's the biggest uh, yeah. holdup for the whole thing is the, there is no motive. In yeah. my opinion, there's no motive. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really tough yeah. to pin murders right. on people without right. a motive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's – I think it was just uh, something that I was kind of like – in my head, I'm I'm already disagreeing with when I'm listening yeah. to these and, other and, shows. And, and on top, of, that, I don't um, think he did it. Talking I mean, about Chris it. talking about this. I don't think he did it because he was gay. But we'll get in. We'll get in all to that. Um, yeah. Leading up to the, leading up to the. Uh, the you know what it kind of reminds me of? Um, boy, the last episode we did, and then the last true crime we did when we were talking about. Remember those yeah. articles you read where they're like. Uh, he killed 39 people, a judge, yeah. and someone <laughs> yeah. with HIV. So now it's like for Aaron Hernandez, they're like, uh, three-sport athlete in high school, NFL Super Bowl champion, also a gay guy with CTE. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, yeah. hold on. Yeah. He's still yeah. a murderer. Yeah, so let's not put the, put the identity politics away part. for a minute. This guy was a fucking savage Just murderer, a, wannabe gang member. Yeah, I don't. And the thing, too, man, is like, I don't I don't claim to know any gang members. I don't think I'm a gang member or know anything about that life. Um, (laughs) Bang, bang. Um, But I will say that I don't think gang suck it. We'll get you to to come Mm -hmm. over, but never. I got him on video with a Niner jersey on. So no, you don't. You'll win more games. Uh You'll get to watch more games no. being won. Mm-hmm. No. Anyways, anyways. I'm fine with losing then. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, loser. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say is I don't think like boy, like you said, like Aaron Hernandez was not a gangbanger by any sense of the word of like a real like I got tattoos yeah. on my face. I think he liked like, that. This is yeah, the, I think my he life liked that like lifestyle. You know, you watch Scarface and you're like, fuck, he's tight, you know, but it's like, do you really want to live like that? And I think he he mm-hmm. he kind of fantasized like being a gangster, you know, and we'll, and we'll get into all of that because I, I 
I have an idea of like kind of like when he lost his way and and all of that. So let's do it. Yeah. Let's, so we'll we'll start from yeah. the beginning. Right. Uh, little baby Aaron Hernandez, who's born November 6, 1989 in Bristol, Connecticut. Dennis and Terry Valentine Hernandez, his mother and father. Um, he was a 16 year old in high school when his dad passed away suddenly. Um, he had he had a routine surgery. His dad was like a real man's man too, right? Um, he was a football player in college, but his his dad was not one to like bitch about being in pain or hurting or anything like that. Um, so he's 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, after the surgery, he he starts crying and he says something's wrong, right? And he knew, and everybody knew by that sign that something was truly wrong with him, and he just dies. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah hernia yeah, surgery of all. So it's like it's like fucking having a uh, like a, a yeah. wisdom teeth pulled. Like that's how minor yeah, that yeah, surgery common. is. Yeah. Really. So and and. Uh, Aaron Hernandez had been playing football. He started playing flag football. He was doing Pop Warner, full contact um, after flag football. Um, but his dad, he, you know, people said that basically him and his dad were like best friends. He would spend more time with his dad than he would with other friends. But there's also accounts, including from his brother, that his dad was also very, very hard on both of them and sometimes would beat the shit out of both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mom, too. Mom too. So everybody, too. everybody would get it right, and and everybody in the neighborhood, in <clears> fact, was kind of, I don't want to say fearful of of Dennis, but they were very. Um, he was pretty well respected. He though, was too. a pretty well respected dude in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, and, and but I don't think people knew what was going on. I was about to say, I think a lot behind the closed doors is when the other yeah. stuff would take place when he was real rough on his wife and his kids. Yeah, and I think that. The, the outward appearance was that it was a very happy mm-hmm. uh, family all the time, you know, and, and that's very common in, yeah. in domestics. Yeah, it's not stuff that is always out in the open. Yeah. Um, so, but, and right. being the younger of two brothers, you know, maybe his oldest brother kind of thought or kind of figured out along the way, like, this isn't normal, you know, and Aaron, I think, just kind of idolized his father and wanted to emulate what his father was doing because he saw how respected he was, right? So immediately mm-hmm. after his dad passes yeah. away, he starts experimenting with drugs, and, and he's still playing football. <clears throat> but he starts experimenting with drugs, getting into trouble, getting into little scuffles here and there. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to add. Spending a lot of time with his aunt, um, and his mom kind of jacked him up a little bit because his mom jumped into a relationship with – uh, his aunt's, his brother. So his dad's sister mm-hmm. was married, and his mom got together with her, her husband, her ex. Yeah. So this new dude's in town. Stand the house. His uncle. So dad. basically, mom married yeah. my yes. uncle. Gross. So you yeah. know. Well, but it's by marriage. I mean, I'm yeah. saying I'm not saying it's okay, but it's like they didn't yeah. marry blood. No, they, they weren't, weren't blood. They weren't. It wasn't yeah. blood. But yeah, still, yeah. Well, yeah. his mom thing. is. His mom and his aunt are Eskimo brothers now, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That is true. I want to say this. No, I was just going to say that. But in in that type of dynamic, when uh, with Aaron looking up to his father the way that he did, bringing the nude guy into the house that very quickly afterwards, and he's just assuming the role of his, you know, the dad or Mm -hmm. whatever, that, that probably 
jacked his head up real bad. Oh, yeah. And at that age when you're pushing back as a teenager, because that's what teenagers do is push back against uh, their parents. That's going to even push them even further from doing uh, anything that's good. So, yeah. Good friend. I was just going to say, you know, the way that his father and mother are described like as being respected in the neighborhood kind of reminds me a lot of the way my mom used to talk about like when she was growing up. Now, she grew up in the late 60s, early 70s, um, but they would always talk about like there was always this one family like in the cul-de-sac that like you didn't mess with them and everyone like that's not the house that you go knock on the door because you know mr patterson or whatever is a big scary guy and uh but we all knew that he was like an alcoholic and he used to you know hit beat his wife all the time his kids were always getting into trouble at school like there was always that one at least you know from this other generation i mean aaron hernandez is uh what he was a um a uh was he a junior in like 2007, um, 2008? 2007 is he graduated. Yeah. He was a junior in 2007. He graduated a semester yeah, or, or he was a senior. Sorry. He graduated early semester early because urban Meyer fucking stroked his, his principal. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's, and so, you know, Aaron and Aaron and I are basically the yeah, same age, yeah. right? He's the same age as my wife. So, he wasn't growing up in the a different era that we did, but his parents did. Yeah. And then, you know, my parents did too. So they always had that stories. And maybe, maybe Aaron's dad was that replica of a, of a family that he knew growing up. And, and yeah. And, and Chris, like you were saying that, you know, perhaps uh, his mom bringing in his uncle, dad, really kind of dug down deep into him and i know there's there's a rumor that we'll probably get to that at a a very young age that somebody in the family had perhaps molested Mm -hmm. him and and my theory as we were uh, as you guys were talking about this and doing research perhaps it was the uncle Mm -hmm. dad Mm -hmm. that was the one that maybe diddled him did or didn't diddle him and that just avalanche of emotions yeah, just, yeah. I mean, he was, from a very young age, Aaron Hernandez was not set up for a successful no, life. But the the thing is, is with someone who is as athletically gifted as him, he had nothing but the stars to reach for. You know what I mean? Um, to, mm-hmm. to this day, he could be, you know, either still playing at a high level or or have some sweet announcer gig somewhere making way more than Tony Romo. You know what I mean? Yeah, he had a good um, smile, a good personality. Yeah, I mean, he was a good-looking he, dude, mm-hmm. you know. He he could have definitely had a career after football. And so so we'll, we'll get into it once we get to once everything fucking breaks off, but Yeah. You know, it it was it was just almost like immediately after his dad died is when shit started hitting the fan. So like I said, he was getting ready to. He, he was. He, I think was he supposed to go to UConn? Yeah, he was supposed so, to go play with his brother. So the story is that he had gone up for a trip to UConn, and he was like still young in high school. Yeah, and they're like he just outworked everybody at the camp. Like all the he was at their like training, like their preseason camp, mm-hmm. and he was a, a, a young high school kid. Yeah, I think he was out working and sophomore. Or, yeah, just or outperforming the, the, the college kids there, and they're like. You're coming here, and he's like, oh, "I'm coming to UConn." You know, yeah. He's gonna go play. His brother was there as a quarterback, and it was just like gonna be a done deal. And then 
he he didn't so much go to Connecticut. Yeah, so out of nowhere, Urban Meyer contacts him, flies him down for a visit. Urban Meyer himself comes out to to visit him in Bristol and goes to his high school, convinces his principal to let him graduate early. He graduates in, in January. And then next thing you know, he's 17 years old at Florida. And this yeah. is when Florida was a titan of a football team. Florida was a titan, but Florida was also like the 80s Raiders of college football. <laughs> now, Urban yeah. Meyer was there. That's a good Urban, point. When, throughout the time Urban Meyer was there, and even throughout the time that, that um, Aaron Hernandez was there, there was over 35 players that had been arrested for various things. Some of them were, you know, typical college shit. Uh, minor in possession of alcohol, open container, drunken public type shit. And a lot of those charges got dropped, you know. But it was like as soon as he lands in Florida, he punches a waiter in the face. And Tim Tebow, first of all, the, the team he was on was insane. You had the Pouncey Twins. You had uh, you had um, Percy Harvin playing there. You had the, literally like an all-star team. On uh, for for his and then you have like a and then you have a pastor as a quarterback. And, yeah, so but on. here's the thing, man. Because uh, they needed him, they needed a little more Tebow. To, if they didn't have Tebow, the situation would have been far worse. He yeah. did his best to try and guide some of these athletes, um, but there were guys that just didn't want to, you know. And I was never a huge fan of the Pouncey brothers because they always kind of seem like dirty players to me. Um, they play great football. I have nothing against them personally. They just. I don't know. They kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but he was rooming with both of them, right? So anyhow, he punches this waiter this waiter in the face. Tim Tebow sees this happen. He gets questioned, and he doesn't deny that he hit the waiter. Next thing you know, nothing happens. So the, the guy doesn't press charges. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, I'm sure the coaches and staff had contacted him and said, listen, like, you don't fuck this up for us. Um, I'm sure they, they passed a, a, a freaking envelope to the guy. Yeah. Because you got to remember, too, because this is the, the biggest thing going for that whole city is that football That's, team. It's bigger than And it's bigger the than amount anything. of money that the college teams bring in is astronomical, guys. And for them to, to yeah. throw a, a 10 grand spot for a guy to get punched in the face yeah. or the ear, I think well, the guy and, forgets real quick. Yeah, and, and Florida has three giant schools. Yeah. that are nothing but football. You know what I mean? And and the Gators mm-hmm. being one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and from this perspective too, it's almost as if like Urban Myers is the college equivalent of like Bill Belichick. Yeah. Because if you look at who the Patriots took and took chances on, it was just like wave after wave of – absolutely astounding football players who also had rap sheets as 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 big as Gronkowski you know yeah. what i mean so florida was was willing to bet on these players that had questionable characters as long as they remained this uh, titan of a football team and then you know after he gets drafted in the fourth round, what other things he gets drafted by like the exact same team, yeah, but just in the NFL. So, what other things did he get get uh, in trouble in college oh, for? So, 
Immediately after that, in September of the same year that he punches the guy in the face, him and three other teammates, they get questioned after a shooting that leaves That's two right. guys dead. And witnesses said Hernandez was there. Um, Athletic guy, big Hawaiian build. Yeah. Right? And, and, and to him to a T. Yeah. Tattoos. The, the description was... Not Tebow. Yeah. The description was pretty dead on. But the, the problem is is later on when they would go to investigate it, the witnesses started recanting all their statements. So it was, you know, it was like, okay, well, we can't use this shit in court. Um, so it's just getting away with... Yeah, his, his behavior is going unchecked at this point. Um, and I know that there are stories of, like, Tebow taking him, like, into, like, a prayer group and stuff, and he seemed like he was kind of taking, you know, the religious path, and then instantly, boom, back into the gangster lifestyle yeah. again. Yeah, well, because he's doing the same thing with Urban Meyer, too. He was yeah, going, over Meyer's going house to Urban dinner. Meyer's house. Yeah, and, and now, yeah. listen, it's not it's not like Urban Meyer had no idea that none of this shit was going on. And my biggest problem with these coaches, whether it's NFL, high school, uh, college, they know exactly what their players are up to because they have to know. They have to know. they got to make sure that their teachers are greased enough for them to fucking maintain the GPA, to stay on the team. Like, Aaron Hernandez was taking bullshit classes. Bullshit classes, dude. And it was literally like one of his classes was gardening um, or it was, I think it was plants and you was one of the classes. And then <laughs> there was like a theater appreciation class, like shit like that, dude. So he was Her, skating by. herbology, herbology. Yeah. So he was skating defense by. against the dark arts. Yeah. Silly shit, dude. Potions. And so, he, <laughs> so he, um, basically was skating by, he ended up getting a D in one of his classes, but it was not a big deal for him because, they weren't going to. They weren't going to cut him. You know what I mean? They're not going to tell right. Aaron Hernandez he can't play. Um, and right. he ended up with a bachelor's degree. Uh, but I mean, in in what? In gardening? You know? In theater appreciation? So I this and this is not uncommon. No, this, I. And, but the can, coaches allow one hundred percent. Yeah, and and they allow. Yeah, it. It. I can attest to it happening in in my high school. Yeah, it happens at know? every high school. And there's only. Uh, uh, a couple guys yeah. that I played with that went to the NFL, but it but it wasn't just them. Yeah. It was anybody who anybody dude the I, coach needed to get I, to. I remember, I'll go talk to your teacher. Let's let them slide a little yeah. bit because let, let's face it. I mean, it doesn't matter what sport it is on the collegiate level or even on a, a high noticeable high school level. Mm-hmm. Athletes get special treatment. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's it. And and so, you know, the point is, is that these coaches, once shit hits the fan, they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Like, dude, you knew the whole time. Yeah. And I know that you were the one setting the prices to shut these people up. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah. Plausible deniability, baby. So he, he was a standout in college, you know, right off the bat. They, they, they. Won the SEC championship in 2008. They won the BCS national title in 2009. Uh, Hernandez or, earns the John Mackey Award, which is the highest award any tight end can ever get. It means you're the greatest tight end in the nation. Um, and he would forego his last his last uh, season in high or in college, so he can enter the NFL draft. Um, uh-huh. This fucking moron during the combine. 
Combine is the biggest event for any player entering the draft, right? It's the time for you to showcase your your athletic prowess. You, they they test your 40 speed. They test your height. They test your broad jump. They test everything, dude. Bench press, all that shit. Yeah. You got to put mm-hmm. on a show. And he did. But at the Combine, he also admitted that he had failed a drug test um, on camera and because he said that he got tested by uh, the Gators and he failed the drug test, popped positive for marijuana. And instantly his his draft stock fell, plummeted because for all for all we know, he could have gone first, second, third overall pick. And he probably would have. Now, mind you, this is the same draft. Easily. Yeah, this is the same draft that Gronk was was picked up. Um, So. He falls in the draft to the fourth round, 113th pick overall. The The Patriots end up picking him up. Obviously, they got a star. They had a lot of questions about his um, the type of person he was, the type of shit he was getting into. They wanted to make sure that they were going to get a guy who had turned his shit around and, and was going to be abiding by the Patriot way. You know what I mean? And this is where um, Heinz comes into play <laughs> because Heinz steps in and goes, well, yes, his his character is in question as of right now. <clears throat> I have the perfect idea. Why don't we get Mr. Robert Handjobcraft himself <laughs> to pick him up and really groom him into a better human being. I think that's a great spot for him. Also, don't mind the soft footballs that you're going to find. <laughs> He's just it's strong, like that's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No wonder. So one of the biggest. It's, it's one of the biggest things that came out of the combine too is that he tested off the chart for a lot of the stuff, like, uh, but his maturity level. Oh yeah, and, is and, way low. Well, there was a lot of coaches and teachers who said when he left to go to college that it was a terrible idea because he was not mature enough mentally. You're, I mean, you're going to college, and a lot yeah. of these guys finished high school, obviously. There's not too many players um, in the NFL who forego their last you know, few months, semesters, or even their last year in high school to, to go to college. Um, so he's 17 years old with guys that are 19, 20 years old. You know what I mean? And he's playing with essentially grown-ass men when he's still mentally a child. But I think he was trying to uphold a certain persona. He wanted to be the tough guy that he saw his dad as in order to gain the respect of his peers without realizing that he was fucking up his life. Yeah. Um, right. So he goes to the Super Bowl. This is one of the rare ones that Tom Brady loses to his daddy, Eli Manning, and the Giants. There's um, nemesis. Yeah, which, by the way, congrats to Tom Brady on becoming a grandfather. Patrick Mahomes had his baby over the weekend. So <laughs> good on him. Uh, which that only means that Eli Manning is now a great-grandfather. So <laughs> way to go. That's fucking good that's thing. Brady's, that's Brady's kryptonite, dude. Okay, good thing. That her um, water broke, uh, Brittany or fucking skank, whatever her name is. <laughs> the queen uh, her of Her water Kansas. broke. <laughs> you can have it. Your highness. You can have that title. <laughs> uh, yeah, thankfully, her water broke when it did because, you know, we're at any given moment, my water, my wife's water could break. 
And if I would have found out that like she was in the hospital the same time we were, I'd be like, you fucking hold that baby in there hold that for as long baby. as you possibly can. <laughs> Don't you are not going to share a birthday. No matter what you do, you're not going to push. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. If, 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 uh, what, did he have a girl or a boy? Uh, I believe it was a boy. I'm not positive. Okay. So, uh, here's my thing. Like if, uh, if Patrick Mahomes son, let's just say son is born the same day my son is, you know he's probably going to want to go in daddy's footsteps. He's going to play football. I'm yeah. going to make my son um, a, a linebacker. Hell yeah! And my whole job <laughs> as is 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 grooming my son. I need you to find Patrick's son wherever he takes the the uh, you know the underneath the center and he snaps up. Your job is to decapitate him. <laughs> you, you may never reach college level. You may never reach the NFL. But your job is to. You, I want you to booby miles him. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's focus. It. Stop hating that's on Mahomes it. so much. Come on. Oh, sorry. Are you a closet Mahomes? I cannot believe you guys are still like hating on Dude, Mahomes hate the, guy. the Super Bowl. No, he had a terrible display at the Super Bowl. Are you saying he played No, no, well? no. I'm talking about the year before when he beat you guys in the Super Bowl. You yeah. Guys no, 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 no. The refs beat us no. in the Super Bowl. Okay. That was yes. rigged. I'm sorry. Go back and watch it. I'm sorry. Because you were repping the Niners hard. You had a four jersey on. I was rooting for the, for the Niners that day, and I wanted the Niners okay. to beat. Well, Let's keep that energy, okay? No. <laughs> no. So, All right, let's go. On so point. anyhow, go so he, he plays in the Super Bowl. Scores 2012. A he scores a touchdown, um, but they lose. What was it, 21-17? Yeah, close one. Um, so the 20, during the offseason, because that was for the 2012 season, so it was played February 2013. During that offseason, um, in June, is when all hell breaks loose for Aaron Hernandez, right? So, enter, uh, enter Odin Lloyd. So, Odin Lloyd. Um, guys, before we go into uh, Odin Lloyd and get into the murders and the downfall of Aaron Hernandez, why don't we take a quick break? Um, use the bath, because I, I have to piss. I'm just taking a break for me, more or less. Um <laughs> But we'll take a quick break, guys. Let's get. We'll refill our drinks. We'll take a break. Take a peepee drink, and you'll hear from our sponsors right after these words. I'm not taking a peepee drink. I'm not taking a peepee drink, bitch. You said take a peepee drink. You did. You said peepee drink. Did I? You said like Biden up there saying, "Take a peepee drink." So you go. You go get your peepee drink on, and we'll be. Our show is not black. <laughs> we'll be white and black after these messages. No, uh, I definitely R. Kelly'd that one, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, I I uh, just trying to keep my head above water like Kathy Anthony, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, hey, dude, go take your piss. All right, guys. All right. Okay, we'll be right back, guys. Hey, what is up, Truth Hooligans? I want to tell you about our good friends over at Cushy Dreams. That's right. Cushy Dreams offers a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. They specialize in extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flour in cans and pre-rolled CBD joints. Listen, smoking crack is bad for you, okay? Smoke something that's good for you. That's at Cushy Dreams. It's legal in all 50 states, ships directly to your door, and you can enjoy all the health benefits of CBD without getting you high. That's right, under 0.3 grams of THC, 
Their product is 100% hand-trimmed and grown right here in the good old U.S. of A, baby. That's right. A suck it, a China. Okay. Each batch is slowly cured for two to four weeks to guarantee maximum freshness and to preserve the flavor of the cannabinoids so you know you're getting the best. Join the men and women who are sick of vapes and gummies and want to smoke their CBD. Cushy Dreams smokable CBD looks, feels, and tastes like high-quality marijuana and is independently lab-tested to show compliance and purity. All of their results are posted on their website on each vial that is shipped to you. Each joint or tin you order comes in a specific Indica Sativa blend like Energy, Hustle, Relax, and many, many more. My personal favorite is Relax. Listen, after a crazy 2020, already get into a crazy 2021, and after a 10-hour workday, I just want to relax and smoke me some CBD to really let my mind just kind of soothe on for the rest of the day, if you know what I mean. So head on over to CushyDreams.com and use the special promo code WBC to get you 20% off your first order. That's right. CushyDreams, K-U-S-H-Y, Dreams.com, and use special promo code WBC to get you 20% off your first order. Smoke your CBD, and welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar. And we're back. We're back from break. We are back from our break. (laughs) Give me one of those coasters, Chris. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make a, a an energy drink. That's gonna be an energy drink now. <laughs> booty sweat, like booty juice. Hey man, whatever but makes drink. us come up a little bit on some cash. <laughs> hey man, I say it because I liked you and I want you. Booty juice. Booty juice. He's a booty warrior. Remember that guy? What a what a an incredible human being. A booty right. warrior. Yeah. You know he got out of prison? Yeah, before he died, because I think he had, like, AIDS or some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, whether that's real or not, right, guys? But, um, yeah, they let him out. They're like, all right, whatever. Go get your booties or whatever you need to do. All right, where were we? Before we were... Uh, so, Hunter Odin Lloyd. Odin Lloyd. Stage left. Odin. <clears throat> so... Speaking of, um, uh, not Odin Lloyd, but last name just always rings yeah. a bell. Uh, boy, mm-hmm. you remember Wide Brandon receiver? Lloyd? Yeah. For San Francisco? Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, that guy was an absolutely that? incredible huh. wide receiver. I think he just, he just let, he, I want to say, I don't think, I think Brandon Lloyd was just kind of done playing football. Mm. I don't think he like <laughs> Glenn Coffee and just yeah. up and served uh-huh. his country. And then, you know. Yeah, I do remember him. But I'm not sure. If you're listening. (laughs) If you're listening, man, love to have you. Larry Johnson, hopefully you're you're enjoying the show. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Odin Lloyd, yeah, so. All right, Odin Lloyd. I I feel like, I, I know this is like a talked about point, but I feel like it's often forgotten that these two were, I don't want to say like best friends, but they were really close, right? Um, the reason that both of them crossed paths was because Odin Lloyd was dating uh, Aaron Hernandez's fiance's sister. So they were together a lot. Yes. So right. the they sisters were, both, were really close. Yeah. It's like like you and Brian are married to sisters. Yeah. That's basically how 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 they crossed paths. They were at like mm-hmm. a family function for um, for their girls side of the family 
and that's how they cross paths. And Odin Lloyd, he he was an extremely talented football player in his own right. Um, he probably could have gone to any college he wanted, but he was too busy chasing girls. His grades fell, and I, I believe he got one offer, um, and he went and played, but it wasn't a full ride. And he had applied for social or for uh, financial aid, and it never came through, so he had to leave. So he ended up working. Yeah. That had to have been like an awkward uh, conversation. Like if Odin Lloyd didn't yeah. know who Aaron Hernandez was and he's like, oh, you play football? Oh, I play football. Yeah, yeah dude. No, I uh, said my pro team, dude. Who do you play for? Uh, the the New England oh. Patriots. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll go fuck myself. Okay, um, cool. He played cool. position. Yeah, right. So similar, he played, very uh, similar. Position yeah. a linebacker, um, and he was very good at his position from, from what people say. But like I said, he just didn't have it in him as far as the student portion went. Um, he ended up working. Uh, respectfully, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but no. respectfully, uh, neither did Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Aaron Hernandez just got yeah, catered along because he was that good of an athlete. He's not white. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My point. <laughs> you know, he got taken care of because he was, he was an athlete. Um, and I think it was... Um, also because his father was, was a collegiate athlete, you know, so he kind of had his foot in the door when it came to, uh, when it came to, you know, being, being a college athlete, you know, um, plus he was already kind of courted from a young age, um, which helped a lot, you know, so, so anyhow, so that's how they kind of cross paths, um. He ends up playing for the Bristol Bandits, Odin does, a uh, semi-professional football team for the New England Football League or some shit like that. Um, and basically what happened, what led up to Odin Lloyd's death was these two, they would spend a lot of time together. Um, Odin Lloyd, obviously he thought that a relationship with Aaron Hernandez was going to further his, you know, his career. Uh, maybe get his foot in, get onto a practice squad, and eventually the NFL um, is is what people around him said. You know, um, they never really said what Odin thought about Aaron Hernandez while he was alive, but uh, they were all at a club, a club called Rumor, and apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it. That's all they play. Rumor That's all has they play it. on the radio. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, uh, while they're at the club, Odin Lloyd's seen speaking to two guys that Aaron Hernandez had a little bit of beef with at some point. Um, we don't know really uh, what the issue was with Aaron Hernandez and these two gentlemen, um, but he didn't like the fact that Odin Lloyd was talking to these guys. And he just couldn't get over it. Couldn't fucking get over it. It, it was something that stuck with Aaron Hernandez uh, for days. So at a certain point, he ends up um, sending a, a text message to a couple of out-of-town friends um, who would end up being his co-defendants, uh, Carlos Ortiz and Ernest Wallace. Uh, they're, they're in Connecticut. He shoots them a message tells him basically they need to help him come and deal with the Odin Lloyd problem and that uh, he sends him a message that said, can't trust anyone anymore. So at some point in time, Aaron Hernandez felt like he was slighted by Odin Lloyd, which clearly, I mean, I don't think Odin Lloyd did any of this on purpose. 
You know, just because Aaron Hernandez has beef with a couple of guys doesn't mean that Odin Lloyd has beef with a couple of guys. So uh, obviously it was an overreaction <laughs> to say the least. Just to feel slighted that just, your the guy is talking to some other guys. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Odin Lloyd was chopping it up with Adolf Hitler in the club. You know what I mean? It was it was just a couple of dudes <laughs> yeah. that Aaron didn't like for some reason or another. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what. Right. It wasn't like I'm I'm chatting it up with Robert Kraft. Yeah, man. He's thinking I mean? about giving me a look. He's switching he's switching me to tight end. You know, you know. It, it was nothing like that at all. Like I don't I don't <laughs> I don't understand. The only two people that I could think he was talking to that would really piss him off would be Eli Manning and and like <laughs> and Tom Coughlin. That's it. Like those are the two people that I feel like, you know what, fuck this, I'm murdering him, you know. But uh, so for days, you know, he calls in uh, he calls in his two buddies, Wallace and Ortiz. And, you know, days go by. He ends up calling up Odin Lloyd at two thirty in the morning saying, hey, uh, we're going to go. We're going to kick it. Be ready. So he shows up to his house, picks him up. Now, the four of them are just riding around and somehow. Uh, the conversation about what happened at rumor gets brought up and they're discussing, you know, what took place and how, how disrespectful it was and this and that. And at a, at a certain time, Odin Lloyd realizes like, Oh fuck, this is not going to end well. So he sends his sister a text message that says, did you see who I left with NFL? Just so you know, those were the last three messages he sends his sister. Um, and so he, he knew, he knew mm-hmm. something was going to happen and it wasn't going to end well for him. Right. Um, so there, the, the industrial area in which Odin Lloyd's body was found, um, there were some industrial area employees that heard gunshots. You know, I, I want to say it was like between three thirty and three thirty five or something like that. Um, a real short amount of time. And then the follow later on that day, they end up finding his body in this industrial park. Five forty-five caliber shells around him. Five gunshot wounds to Odin Lloyd. He's dead. Um, and yeah, uh, also um, found there as well. Part of the evidence that they have found was um, a cell phone, keys. I this now, Chris. Maybe you could speak on this a little bit. Um, but they said that there there was um, identifiable okay. tire tracks shoe that were too. that were there, um, shoe prints, uh, and the car that was rented by Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, so it's already not looking DNA, great. They also had DNA, uh, DNA but is evidence that, that tied him there too to that scene uh, because spilled his peepee drink. <laughs> there was a, a smoked. Uh, There's a marijuana <laughs> Booty juice. leftover joint that had his DNA on it. Dumb. So he's not. He's obviously not a mastermind. It was a horrible. So, uh, to conduct a so crime, yeah, they, they said it was a horrible. Just a you're you're shitty uh, <laughs> trying to get away from something. Let let alone that it is a mile away from his that, house. That was stupid. And he's the he's a known associate of yeah. Odin. Yeah. So that you know they're going to come and ask, "What the fuck's going on? Why is mm-hmm. Odin dead?" Yeah. Like a mile away from your house, your buddy. Right. 
Yeah. Which they did. The the police did go and talk to Aaron. But I was just going to ask Chris, uh, readily identifiable tire tracks. Is that really like something that 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 investigators use when yeah, looking at crimes like this? I mean, oh, yeah, a Yokohama tire tread yeah, mark yeah, is different from a there's actual Michelin. The and, there's actual uh, people in the automotive industry that do forensics, automotive forensics, just based on. The, the width of the tire, they could tell you the approximate tire size. They could tell you what kind of tire it is. They can they uh, tell you what kind of car that, that tire gets exactly. put on. Exactly. And so, and especially because here's the thing, you know, you, he, he might have been driving around. If it was his own car, he could have been in a, let's say, a, a Cadillac Escalade with 26-inch rims, right? Um, so they can determine... That okay, this is from what appears to be a 26 inch rim. Here's the width of the tire. Here's um, the make of the tire. Now, what kind of tires would, they, would these go on? Okay, we're talking trucks and SUVs, so it already narrows it down, right? Um, so, oh, okay, yeah, I was, so, genuine, so I was can, genuinely curious. I was like, and, tire tracks, what the fuck? I know they always yeah, well, say well, that, the fact, right? This the fact that it was, was rented curious. makes was it curious. even easier because. If it's rented, the chances are <laughs> that those are still the factory tires. Um, so they know automatically what the make and model is because they know that these tires automatically come on these cars from the factory. You know what I mean? So, But it, 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 the thing that he yeah. really royally fucked up on was he rented it in his name. <laughs> yeah, then he also went to a gas station, yeah. bought stuff on camera, bought left on camera. Uh, bubble gum. Uh, one of the shells was in the bubble gum that he bought. The, yeah. You know, he just he it, fucked himself he, back. He, he had to go, bo- he, the shells were in the rental car. Yeah, there, they found the shells when they were cleaning the car. There's, I, I, I think they said there was blood on the car too. There was, yeah, there was, there was DNA evidence in the car. Um, it, it, it was a complete just clusterfuck of. Uh, a, a crime scene like it, it could he couldn't have made it any easier right for them to to track him down yeah they basically everything that he did at that crime scene it just left uh, a note saying hey come up to my pad check out my security camera and that was that was <laughs> exactly i'm carrying a, a fucking gun on the security camera yeah. right after that night yeah the gun that i fucking yeah. had let me let me ask you guys this, because this was something that I was, eh, maybe I was a little bit more harsh on with with the documentary. I know a lot of podcasts brought it up too. Uh, they were speculating that in the security camera f- footage from his house, that they said it would appear that he would he was carrying around a Glock. Oh, he's got a Glock. It's a Glock. First of all, mm-hmm. Glock's very common extremely common and when you look at the security camera footage he's not holding it uh at least to what i remember he's not holding it in his hand so he's kind of mm-hmm. holding the barrel more or less so you can't really tell it could be a sig it could be it a springfield like it could be anything I I, so it looked like a, black it looked like a yeah exactly yeah. A, a black hand thing, gun. it looked like a fucking gun yeah and he had just come home from exactly. killing somebody mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's sure. enough. Just more, that's enough. They they don't sure. need to pin the make and the model. They we have, know it's a forty five, and we know it's a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, but that, that that was my point. Is like everyone's like it's a Glock. It's that's what it is. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. Is that is that necessarily yeah. that he, important he, of a detail? You know, he could have been a big sissy girl if and had a Taurus. You know what I mean? So. 
<laughs> not a good gun as a semi-automatic. They make decent revolvers, but semi-automatic, probably not a good, so, not a good purchase. But, you know, he had money, so if I had to guess, he was probably a prissy little girl and bought a SIG. So... Is that, is, that a, is that a knock on me, you douche? Bowser is what a dick. So, but, yeah, so, yeah uh, real quick. Yeah. Chris uh, Chris is yeah. a SIG guy. I like SIG. Boy, you have, what do you have? He's a Glock, and I have a Springfield. So, well, you and know, all different makes and models guy. make the world go round. Yeah, Shout out. That, he's a homo. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the homos out there. <laughs> Good thing you guys aren't conjoined. <laughs> yeah, there's good home. There's good homos. Hey, bad homos. What? I'm all. We're all happy. I love everybody. I'm gay too. I love everybody. Oh, yeah. So, so like Chris said earlier. Yeah. They show up to his house, and they're like, "Oh, damn! You got a lot of fucking cameras around here, man. You mind if we see the videotapes?" He tried to destroy the evidence. He but did it half ass. Did it half ass. They end up finding a video of him carrying in what we know to be a gun. Um, damn the make and model of it. But. One of the most damning evidence too is when the video of him and the two other knuckleheads yeah. and his baby, uh, he's like handing around talking, they're holding him, mm-hmm. the baby, the baby. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and part of his defense was that he was afraid of these two guys and that they actually, the ones that killed Odin Lloyd yeah. and that, you know he's in fear of them, but he's handing the, their, his baby to them the, yeah. next, the very next day, and acts baby like nothing was, was wrong. Baby was name for his gun. Yeah, you know. So, so that that was a question I was going to ask you guys, and it's something I had thought about as well doing this research. Do you possibly think that maybe they were actually the ones that pulled the trigger? Aaron called them in to do it because maybe as much as he liked to think or we're speculating that he thought he was a gangster, maybe he just couldn't actually pull the trigger. He's like, I actually know some guys that are willing to do it. I want to take care of this, but you're going to do it. Um, And he wasn't afraid of them by any means, even though that was part of his defense. But do you think maybe Aaron Hernandez was not the trigger man? Not necessarily he ordered the hit or or what have you or is an associate to murder, but... Like a Do you think they could have been the gunmen? Yeah. Uh, so that you have to go back to kind of the other uh, crime that uh, Aaron Hernandez was accused of. Aaron Hernandez was also prosecuted for a double murder uh, of some guys that had spilled cheese. Yeah, spilled a drink on them at a, a club, and, and, uh, and allegedly. Florida. In Florida, yeah, allegedly, and he was with this uh, little. This guy actually was a dirtbag and pretty. Oh yeah, he was. He was. A, he I don't was remember. A Do you remember his sure. name? Um. Alexander Bradley. Yeah, Alexander one. Bradley was an associate of Aaron Hernandez. Bought him, uh, Aaron bought a bunch of drugs from him all the time. Mm-hmm. And he would roll around with them. And they were out clubbing one night. And these two guys spilled the drink on Aaron. And Aaron, like, lost his shit and uh, allegedly went after him and then shot them, drove up next to him, and reached across Bradley and shot into the car. Uh, emptied the revolver and killed the two guys. Um, you know, so could he be the trigger man? If he's done it once, he could do it again. You know, he was found innocent uh, in that trial. Uh, mind-blowing how, considering some of the evidence that they found, because uh, was this the same case where 
the the SUV ended up in. So that's the the thing is it led his uncle's his, his house. Aunt's house. Remember how close he was with his aunt. His, oh, his, his aunt excuse aunt me, his aunt's house. Very close. She's like another mother to him, and they she let him come over the house, smoke a bunch of weed, and hang out. You know, she she was a fun aunt. She was the fun aunt, <laughs> and um, so yeah. That SUV that was a, supposedly used in that crime ended up in her garage, and when they were doing the investigation for the Odin Lloyd murder, they found that car and then tied it to the other murder. Um, and that car hadn't moved. It no. was like they parked it there and left it and yeah. never touched it. Forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that was the car that was given to him as part of like a promotional deal for that um, – manufacturer of the car where I guess it's common in the NFL and, and big name sports where they don't they don't give you the car mm-hmm. forever you get to keep it for a while in exchange for promotional rights here's a celebrity yeah, drive I think you can end up buying it at a discount yeah like a lease but he's not yeah. paying for it so I think like at the end of that you yeah. buy it out so, uh, you, you guys remember that super underprivileged Poor, poor athlete named Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, they did that. They did that with Jag, yeah. with a Jaguar for him, an X type. So, hmm. poor guy, yeah. underprivileged. Well, I guess in 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 Aaron Hernandez's bike. case, they're like, "Hey, did you want to?" <laughs> He's like, I, "In Aaron Hernandez's be less case, white. let's get rid of the Jag." <laughs> Damn. Damn, true story. Um, Honey, you got to get rid of the jack. Um, in Aaron Hernandez's case, right, they're like, hey, Aaron, you remember that SUV we've given you and you've had for a few years now? Would you like to buy that outright? He's like, no, nah, man, there's like <laughs> bullet shells and, and, and bullet holes and there's like yeah. empty shell casings in yeah, that car. Way. I don't want that shit. You can come pick it. It's covered in dust yeah. and well, cobwebs and shit. Around it? I don't want that shit. Yeah. Well, interesting to note about Alexander Bradley, as you guys had mentioned, he's he's a dirtbag for sure. But he had got shot in the face. Which he claims. Now, originally. Yeah, he, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and Yeah. He. he well, he, oh, when they originally. First of all, you got shot in the face and you didn't die. <laughs> the only other person I know is 50 Cent. Um, and he originally did not want to finger anybody yeah. for that crime. Typical. When the investigators asked him who did this, he's like, I don't know. And then later he kind of recanted that and said, oh, yeah, by the way, Aaron Hernandez was the one that shot me. And then if I'm not mistaken, they settled out of court for a dollar amount. And then he had also testified in Aaron's case with the Odin Lloyd murder. He also testified Um, in the second one. But what was the biggest in the Mm -hmm. second one as well, what I think the – and here's why I think that um, this was the defense's biggest uh, usage of his testimony is you're trying to trust the word yeah. of a known dirtbag. And I think that's what the defense was running on. And I'm not saying the guy was lying, no, but mean, it's – Chris, like you said, right, it's not out of the realm of not, possibility. Exactly. It's not out of the realm of Aaron shooting twice. Alexander Bradley being the gunman. And remember, if you're going to go with this way, if you're going to go this looking at it like this, Aaron Hernandez wants to be that hardcore gangster and he wants to be that lifestyle or whatever. He's going to get indoctrinated one way or the other 
right? So he's going to be around that guy. They're going to do bad things. They're doing drugs. You know, he's trying to calm Aaron down. And then, then he's to show Aaron, he goes, I got your back. I'll mm-hmm. show you what to do. This is how we handle it. Then what if it's Bradley is the trigger man, okay? And then it kind of rolled reversed where maybe Aaron did shoot him in the face because mm. maybe he's gonna afraid that he's going to get in trouble for being involved in that other murder because now it's his car and he knows that. So he's like, fuck, I got to do something to get away with this one, so I'm going to get rid of Bradley. So he shoots Bradley, right? And then Brad, he thinks Bradley's dead. Well, then Bradley comes back to haunt him and comes back and is like, hey, you know. They, surprise, they, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. Well, then think about this. <laughs> this is where my mind's going. I'll be the guy that's speculative on this. I think Odin Lode and him are fucking smashed together. They're downstairs. They're smoking a bunch of weed. They're drinking. They're just talking. And he tells Odin, I fucking killed somebody. Mm. Okay. I shot somebody. I shot somebody mm. in the face. Man. So that's there's the motive. A possible then, motive. And then and then Odin is like gets clear headed right afterwards and he's like you fucking killed somebody and then Aaron's like no oh, no no okay. like nobody. they brought it up when they were sober correct mm. and then so he starts getting paranoid so he's he's paranoid because he goes I was with Alexander Bradley he we killed these two guys mm-hmm. and then he, he's thinking Owen's gonna tell him and tell people and he gets paranoid so he sees him and you gotta think too remember how much weed this guy's smoking aaron's yeah. smoking every day yeah and aaron said he had a whole separate apartment that was just filled with weed so he's smoking <laughs> so he's probably dude his set shit. up i mean that place was set up by if i can use the word handler mm, for nfl yeah. teams and i thought it was absolutely wild oh. But then, you know, yeah, well, coming to exactly. terms with it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I believe that exactly. 100%. So that right there shatters the whole image of the Patriot way, right? And Because it's not just the Patriots that do this. It's every, <laughs> it's every fucking team does this. Sure. Every team. Sure. So basically they told this dude, like, hey, if you're going to be smashing chicks or dudes um, or smoking or doing whatever, doing all kinds of fucked up shit – do it outside of your house. So they set him up with an apartment in a totally normal apartment complex, furnished, had everything they needed, and he would just go there and and smoke as much weed as he could. He still smoked at his house. Yeah. But was like but he it, could be like, "Hey, I'm going to the facility and then be there for days and not yeah. have to worry about anything." Yeah. So that that's where I thought the motive may have come from, but That's a good that's a very good I don't know. I didn't think about that. So That's he could have been talking to these dudes at the yeah. club, and he gets paranoid, thinking he's going to say something to them about him and what what him and Bradley did. And and now he feels like he's got to cover his tracks. Got to loosen because yeah. he's not part of that lifestyle. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's also, you know, they accused him numerous times of smoking um, angel dust, and which makes you already on edge, paranoid, uh, impulsive. And arguably at this time, he already has CTE yeah. damage. So uh, plus possible mal- molestation as yeah. a child, accumulating everything with his family life. You, uh, you know, this I guy's know on edge all the time. Went way past his childhood already. But do you guys want to bring that up a little bit of what the uh, rumors were? Yeah, do you remember it? 
Oh, go ahead. Well, I just remembered that his older brother DJ brought it up, and it was towards the end of the um, the Netflix documentary where he's, you know, he was talking about uh, Aaron's sexuality and that he may have been kind of messed up because he was molested as a kid. And I don't recall how the the story goes, but I know that they're all like playing hide and seek, and and Aaron's like locked away with somebody else, an older kid, and who took advantage of him, or the, his uncle, or whoever. Uh, I don't know. And, you know, that that kind of damage to a kid at that age, it, you know, it does. I'm, I'm sure it messes you up and wondering because there's so many things that go into that sexual activity, you know, that as a young person that when you're not ready for it, you know, it just would totally fuck you up. Yeah. You think when this feels good, why this, yeah. this, am I supposed to be with a guy? My dad's clearly not with a guy. He's the guy I look his, up his to. His dad was very, very anti, anti- Gay, he was super and, but, homophobic. And Aaron goes thinking of in his mind, "Fuck, man, this guy just touched my 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 penis and it felt great. I don't know what to do, or maybe it didn't feel good. He, he's even worse, you know. All these things are going through this young mind. He's probably just just torturing himself. And then you know, there's some stuff in, in this high school uh, football player uh, comes out and says, "Yeah, Aaron and me were experimenting on each other, sexual, you know, or, or trying to figure out what we were, you know, and." I don't know if I believe that story, though. That was super strange because apparently, like, some of the people are saying that that dude's dad yeah. was, like, kind of along the same lines as what uh, Dennis Hernandez was. Very homophobic, very anti-gay. Um, but it seemed like when Netflix came a-calling, he was like, wait a minute, how much? Yeah. You know? And so if if that was the case, then they did it for a terrible reason. Um, but... Uh, also, I mean, at this point, like, does it really matter if he was gay or not? Yeah. Because uh, I don't think that right. had anything to do with why he did what he did. So that there was a, a, a news reporter did come out and, and after the fact said that the reason why Hernandez killed Lloyd was because Lloyd caught him in the act of doing something with a guy. And it was completely like false. It wasn't it just came out of left field mm-hmm. and it was, you know. Yeah, and let's face it. If he did, Aaron Hernandez had just signed a $40 million contract. I'm sure that he would have taken care of Lloyd to the point where it would have gone away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, it would yeah. have been much easier for him to just go to the bank. Here's fucking 10, 15 grand. Boom. Hey, or I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you a fucking. I'm gonna have someone talk to you about uh, tryouts. You're gonna be a walk in on the, on this team and see if we get you on the practice squad. Yeah. As long as you keep your mouth shut, or I'll ruin your entire career. You know yeah. what I mean? It would have well, been a lot done. easier. Yeah. It Easy. would have been a lot easier than killing Easy. somebody and yeah. then realizing, you know, that you didn't do a, you did a shit job covering it up. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a fucking seven year old. Yeah. yeah, I think he took that. <laughs> school of how they get caught from my son yeah you know <laughs> yeah you're sneaking ice cream bars and sleeping next to the rappers and i didn't do it I, I, what happened i don't know how did these get here <laughs> Dummy. these are this isn't even my bed <laughs> who are you this is weird who am i <laughs> so so he just did it was a terrible fucking job of him trying to cover it all up here's the worst part well one of the worst parts about it is that his his fiance, Aaron Hernandez's fiance, her sister just lost her boyfriend 
and she's steady trying to help him clean up this fucking mess. Yeah. She gets the the box that had the tapes and the money and shit he had on him at the time, and ap- apparently the gun puts it in the trash. She's trying to haul out this the Glock, yeah, the Glock. She's trying to possibly haul a Sig. <laughs> she's trying to haul out this. Definitely track. not a Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, she like. There's text message between them. He's telling her what she needs to do, where she needs to go, telling her about the apartment. He's got to go clean this out. You know what I mean? So it's not looking good. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. That that whole instance of this case when he told his fiance, hey, go to this box behind the movie theater yeah. room. This is what you need to do. Take it, throw it in the dumpster, blah, 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 blah. Do you think she looked in the box? Of course she did. No. You don't think she looked at the box? That, that was... No, nope. I think she did. No? I think she was smart enough not to. I think she knew... Uh, she, you think she did just enough to have justifiable deniability? Yeah. Hey, you told me to throw the box out. I threw it out. I'm a good wife. I'm a good I'm wife because my, my husband just got a $40 million contract. And I'm trying to preserve that because I'm just. I think she. Did. Uh, yeah, I, I. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Brad Pitt at this moment, like, like if I were to tell my wife, "Hey, I need you to go take this box. It's in the back of our closet, and I need you to throw it away." She's gonna be like, well, "What's in the box? Yeah. Nothing." And even if I was like, "Don't Nothing worry about it," she'd be it. like, "I'm gonna fucking open." The even box. if she did, she'd be like, "Okay, cool." And then she'd be like, "I'm looking in that box." You know what I mean? <sighs> Right, I don't. I that might be something that she would take to the grave if she yeah. did look in the box. I was just I curious on your guys' thoughts because I'm like, here's the thing: because she never said like, okay, cool, what's in the box, or hey, I'm going to look in the box. So uh, she's already got the idea of plausible deniability, right? Because she never said she was going to look in the box. We don't know if she looked in the box or not, but I'm going to say that she did for sure, <laughs> because first of all, she's a female, right? Snoop, sneaky as hell. Can't uh, trust any of them. Snoopy sneakies. Those Snoopy sneaky okay, females, snoopy man. Sneaky. But the fact of the matter is that she's helping him cover <laughs> up the murder of her sister's boyfriend, dude. You know what I mean? And then, uh, and I'm like, but then you see like yeah. the sisters together, like crying. Bitch, your your dude just killed my 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 boyfriend. She didn't know yet at that point. I mean, the sister didn't know, and then she fucking sided with Aaron at the trial. Yeah. She was just like. That's my man. I'm going to stand. Yeah. I'm going to testify on that's his my, behalf. That's my baby daddy. I'm going to love him no matter what. He's a murderer. <laughs> and Terrible dude. And, I, and he had his little girl so beautiful and <laughs> so sad. Because oh, she's adorable. She's when, you, adorable. when you see them like interacting, you're like, oh, man, like for all, for all accounts and purposes, the guy was a great dad. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm-hmm. Probably could spend a little bit more time playing with the kids and a lot less time doing <laughs> gangster weed. shit. Yeah, being at the titty bar, smoking weed and playing with guns. You know what I mean? But like, you can see G- the G- you can see the difference in his face when he sees his daughter. I think I think that he was sick. I think that he had uh, some kind of. Uh, split personality type disorder where he is just acting. You see a pattern Mm -hmm. in him when he's with urban Meyer, when he's with Tim Tebow, Mm -hmm. he's the ultimate pleaser. He's going to read the Bible and be with them Mm -hmm. when he's out and about at Tootsie's at the titty bar. He's, you know, with the Pouncy Pouncy brothers and he's just living it up. Yeah. You know, 
he's fucking like, hardcore. And then he's with his gangster wannabe guys, and he's like, I am the thug life. Yeah. I am the real deal. I'll shoot up the, the place. I'll get away with it because I got away with being in trouble in the past. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter who I hurt. Fuck everybody. I'm going to do what I want to do. It, it's just his – and then he's with his daughter. Yeah. And, like The phone conversations that he has with his daughter. Yeah. Completely different human being. It breaks. Oh my yeah, yeah. Heart as a super father. sad. Yeah, and 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 the fact that because I mean, listen, man, like it, it's got to take a lot. And I, I I've had some really close friends commit suicide, but the fact that this guy was willing to take his life away from his daughter, and and ultimately, because we'll talk about it a little bit, but ultimately, he thought he was doing the best thing for his family by taking his own life. Yeah. Because at this point in time, mm-hmm. so he, nine days after all this happens is when he gets arrested. Um, hours after he gets arrested, they terminate his contract. All of his sponsors terminate their contracts. And the uh, Patriots move on to remove basically any remnants of Aaron Hernandez. There was a fucking line around Gillette Stadium for people to turn in their Aaron Hernandez jerseys and get a different jersey. Yeah. Personally, I would have kept that shit because it's going to be a collector's item. That's just me. But it's like OJ's. So yeah. It's like OJ's jersey. But immediately, right? They they try to erase everything about the guy and then at that point in time you're thinking, "Okay, well shit, he's going to go down for murder. After that, there's going to be a civil suit. They're going to try and take everything from him. Um he's got a giant mansion, beautiful home that you know they're going to have to either sell or give over to one of the victim's family members or something, right? So in in the state of Connecticut, so he's he's going through all these appeals, right? He's going through all these appeals. And the reason he was doing all these appeals was because he ended up finding a loophole. His scumbag ass lawyer, who this is this is the connection between Aaron Hernandez and Casey Anthony. They had the same attorney, the same defense yeah. attorney, Jose Baez. And he is the fucking slime. Real deal when it comes to getting people off of fucking oh, yeah. murder. <clears throat> Clearly. Jesus. Clearly. He, he's, he's the one that came on and got him acquitted of the double murder. Um, but they, they've obviously, it's, it, it's almost impossible for someone to try and defend him against the Odin Lloyd murder because he, he gets found guilty of that. The other two, uh, Ernest and Wallace, or Ortiz and Wallace, they end up getting acquitted of first-degree murder, but they end up getting uh, a bunch of other lesser charges, uh, accessory after the fact, and I think they got sentenced to like four four to seven years, right? So they got off reasonably. Relatively easy. Yeah. Um, I, I bet you, I bet you Aaron was, when he first got arrested, and he's like, man, I got to find an attorney. Because he's not a bright guy, he's probably thinking like, "Hey, who was um, who was the attorney for that other football guy that killed his wife?" And they're like Cochran. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, give me on the yeah. phone with them." Like, dude, he's, he's dead. Give me, give me Kardashian oh. and Cochran. They're both dead. Like dude. Kardashian Cochran. That's who I need. They're both dead. And he goes, oh, "Okay," and they're like, "Well, there was this one guy who got um, remember Casey Anthony? She's yeah. like oh, her daughter and uh." <laughs> Did you just go? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get that one. I heard that what that was. I knew exactly what it was. I just so that was awful. Here's the thing. Weird. They were both in Florida. They were both in Florida at one time or another. Did he learn how to kill people from Casey Anthony? Hmm. 
Mm. Oh yeah. No, his technique's way well, different. Well, so <laughs> fucking, let me. Hear, okay. Do you but, hear what he asked for a, his agent to see if he get him a sponsor with Smith and Wesson? It was a Smith and Wesson. That's what he had. Thank you. Boom. God, Glock. Honey, <laughs> my wife has a Smith and Wesson. Uh-oh. Um, Is that 45? Here's what's interesting. No, it's nine mil, dude. Oh, okay. Nine mil. We all have nine mils in this house. Nine mils and 300 black up. <laughs> but then my wife also has a seven millimeter Creedmoor or six millimeter Creedmoor. Jesus Christ. So. Big old bullet. Big bullet. Very big. <laughs> um, so this is what was <laughs> something. Yeah, it's expensive for the. We don't shoot too many of those. Um, so this is something that my brother and I had actually talked about, which was very interesting. His attorney knew that he was not going to win, but maybe his attorney was very aware of this funky law in Connecticut. A loophole. And perhaps he had said to Aaron, listen, not gonna, not gonna lie to you, it's not looking great. However, he wasn't there's this loophole was, in this state. He wasn't Aaron's lawyer at the time. He picked up Baez for the second trial, which was the double homicide that came after the fact. So he was going to appeal with right, Baez. Right, but, 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 but I think you're right. I think he bias said, "Look, brother, we ain't gonna win this one. There's nothing we can. There's no angle that we can take with this mm-hmm. one. You fucked up mm-hmm. so bad that there's no way we can win this one. However, You're very bad. <laughs> however, there bloody is bloody. a way that your family can be okay, and you all you got to do is kill yourself during the appeals process." We'll follow the appeals. You kill yourself, and they will vacate the fucking conviction. And then yep. his money yep. is his, and it goes to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the rumor is is that there was a dirtbag priest that was also at that jail at one time who had uh, committed suicide in the jail, mm-hmm. and his... Um, charges were vacated because he was in the appeals process, which arguably a lot of people said that the priest did this to shine some some light back on his church for these child molestation allegations, which kind of went away. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that was a rumor that was circulating around the prison. But Chris, like you said, I'm my brother talking to him about it. I think that's where he got the idea. It's no I don't think Aaron Hernandez was cracking law books in his cell. <laughs> Trying to find some loopholes. No, no I, think I think his someone, attorney told him to do his that. His attorney told him or somebody at the jail that had knowledge of what had happened. So, I mean, either way, he gets yeah, the knowledge from somebody else. That's a pretty deep cut. You know what I mean? For him to, well, I heard that this guy. Did, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said, he's not digging into any criminal law books. But um, I do believe for sure that H- Jose Baez, this fucking slimeball of a lawyer, was... Definitely like, hey, you want your family to be taken care of? All you got to do is hang yourself or drown yourself or electrocute yourself or fucking whatever. You know what I mean? All those Uh, are hard, mm -hmm. but hanging yourself. is All all that shit. Like, I'm sure he gave him a list of shit how you could kill yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So (laughs) gave him a a Coheed and Cambria CD. Just take a listen to track four (laughs) and give it a go. Yeah. Crank it up (laughs) to level 10 there. Um so, but, but for sure, uh, and I, and I do think that 
Aaron Hernandez didn't just wake up one morning saying, I'm going to kill myself because he left behind three notes, one for his lawyer, one for his girl and one for his daughter. Mm-hmm. And what was the, which was it his, the letter to his daughter or his wife that basically said, you're rich. Is the wife, his, I his I wife. I don't think they touched on what he said to his, his daughter or the lawyer. Yeah. Um, but they did say that you're going to be rich. And I think it was his, his wife. Um, I just totally lost my train of thought. I had something to bring up. Oh, my bad, dude. Fucking killing me, dude. <laughs> God dang it. All right, continue. But, but well, I, don't, I, I, I do think that the reason he killed himself was because he thought he was doing um, a service for his family. I yeah. don't think he just woke up and, and wanted to take his own life. Um, but it just kind of... Oh, I know what I wanted to say. After his conviction, his first conviction in Lloyd, his emotion was fucking... Nothing, mm-hmm. zero, no facial expression, no disappointment. It looked like more of anything. He's just pissed. He's yeah. just like angry. He fucking broke down after he got off. Yeah, once he on got the, acquitted, the second murders, mm-hmm. and it was a real emotion. Yeah, and I don't know if he had already realized at that point. He was going to kill himself and knowing that that was the last time he was going to say goodbye to his wife and his daughter, see them physically. Mm. Like yeah, I see they're all them. in the courtroom. And he broke down, you know. I think uh, that that may have already been in his back of his mind if he was thinking if he got off on uh, – because were the, the other murders, um, were they in Connecticut or were they in um, – I think those were in Connecticut. Because I thought that was in, in, in or Boston. Florida. Somewhere in New England. Okay. Yeah. Well, somewhere in yeah. So it's the same same thing. But he's he's gonna have to. He would have to be a lot more work to to yeah. get in the pills process for both. And you fucking yeah. Anyways, trying yeah, to he, get them both to land. You know, in appeals yeah. at the same time. So then he could do it. That's and a get, good point. Vacate both. So I think that he realized I can go forward with this. I you know I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna yeah, try to help my family out. And um, I wonder if we'll ever see the letter to. Baez or to his fiance. That'd be a good thing. Uh, Baez probably got rid of it. But. Uh, I, you know, Baez is holding on to that shit to sell at some fucking auction once his, <laughs> uh, his, his time runs out. That guy yeah. has got a special. I, I know he's just doing his job. It's got to be extremely hard to be a fucking defense attorney sometimes, but Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. There's some. I've been in cases where. I've been on trial stand and you look at these fucks cross examining you and you're just like, these guys are pieces of shit. Yeah. But then you get guys that are do these big cases. Like I had one, one time where a guy was up for murder and, um, I was on the stand and the guy, the defense attorney, there's never been a more plight cross examination I've ever been a, a part of. Yeah. There's a, um, a show I used to watch all the time. It's called raising the bar. Um, and I have, I had all the seasons on DVD because at one point in my life, I was like, I mean, I want to go to law school and be an attorney. And it gives us interesting perspective from the DA's office because the prosecutors and the defense attorneys and the DA's office, they work in the same building. They're just on different floors. Yeah. And, uh, it just, uh, yeah. Some of the cases that the, you know, these 
hypothetical cases that they're presenting in the show really presents the, the defense attorneys as like scumbags, you know, and they're like, fuck, I'm just trying to do my job. And, yeah, and I don't yeah. think um, at any given time, except for maybe in this guy's case, you know, there's probably a lot of defense attorneys out there who don't necessarily enjoy the people that they represent. They're Absolutely just trying not. to do their job and they, and they can yeah. and they can separate themselves from the case at hand. Yeah, well, you see a lot of the times these defense attorneys, more or less, especially in murder cases, they're just trying to make sure that their client doesn't get the chair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's let's fucking get you life without parole. You know what I mean? I don't let's, think mm-hmm. they had the death penalty uh, where he was at. Mm, I don't think so either. It wasn't but, the death penalty. but you know what I mean? They're just trying yeah. to get the lowest sentence possible at that yeah. point. Yeah, so, I mean, right. you got to think too. He's a young guy. He's gonna probably get out eventually. Super young, dude. Super fucking yeah. young. Super sad. Crack it open in my last Coors Light here. What else? What else do we need to touch on? Um, do you got anything else here? Look through my little notepad. No, dude. That's. I mean, that's pretty much it. Everybody knows. You know what took place afterwards. Um, I would. I would recommend seeing the documentary on Netflix. Yeah, it gives a good perspective. Here's one thing I wanted to add too that I so Chris you had brought up the the um case where uh, his former f- uh, football teammate was like yeah we were fucking blowing each other uh there was also a report of a, a an inmate that he was oh, having oh, relations yeah. with oh, and I nowhere. was like just add like just add some like Messed out fucking tweaker guy. Yeah. yeah and, and I was like, like what? Hey, look, Aaron was a hot dude. And <laughs> if he was gay, which it, at this point it doesn't, he's gone. But even at the time, it didn't matter anyways. But that guy. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. Aaron presented himself too. If you look, watch the documentary, he presents himself as being very homophobic. Very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which he, is, I guess, it's not uncommon for someone who's closeted, but I, absolutely. And and you know what? That's and if he was gay, fine. If he wasn't gay, fine. I just like I said, they kept trying to make it that like some that was some kind of motive yeah, about what happened. What happened strange. was he was fucking nuts in the head. He lost mm. it. He had a lot of issues. The he guy had, had a lot tough. of issues. And, and he smoked I, too much, drank too much. He wanted that. Much, he wanted that party much. lifestyle. He wanted that gangster lifestyle. Never grew up really. Yeah. He, full on Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. His dad, his dad was taken away from him. He didn't have a positive male influence. Yeah. His aunt enabled him, and no one ever told him no. Nope. He got whatever he wanted because he was a superstar. He was going to be the top at the high school, top at the college, and then he was going to get the king keys to the palace and, and the pros, and all he had to do was sit down, shut the fuck up, and play football, and he would have been fine. Catch the damn ball. That's Don't go out do. and shoot people. He was made, and that, that was the point I wanted to make earlier, is it seems like all these athletes, right, they get there. They're at the precipice. This is the, the pinnacle of their entire life. They've been practicing and practicing and practicing, busting their ass to get to this point. You got everything you want. You're the highest paid tight end in NFL history. You're world famous. Everybody knows who Aaron Hernandez is. Next thing you know, you're going to fuck it up because you want to play gangster. You had a wife or a fiance, a beautiful little daughter, 
a great house, a obvious career, a great team. You're on a great team. Yeah. You could have gone on to win five fucking Super Bowl rings. You know what I mean? You'd have gone yeah. down as the greatest tight end combo. Uh, you and Gronkowski forever would have been the two best tight ends to play the game. At a, you mean, it, the list goes on and on. Yeah, he so could have had it all. I've, I've got zero sympathy for him no, whatsoever. The, the biggest, the biggest piece of sympathy I have is for his daughter. Yeah, that's it. I yeah, because regardless of of what kind of monster he was. He, that was her dad. And it's unfortunate that when she gets old enough, which I'm sure she is now old enough to read these stories about the horrific shit her dad did, but that's still her dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's unfortunate that she's going to grow up her whole life. This is going to follow her forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's, there's going to be some sort of remorse and animosity for that. And it's just a fucking chain that's going to keep going and going and going because she's who knows what kind of problems she's going to have because of all this. Yeah. Well, hopefully they, they get her to a lot of counseling and, you know, is able to, to grow and get through it. And, yeah. you know, there's there's ways to get past this stuff. And, you know, and yeah, I think eventually they will. Did you? I wanted to ask you guys if you guys could put it together for for me. Uh, uh, the the motive is the biggest thing that I was questioning, and mm-hmm. then I was thinking a motive. What what could tie this all together? And that's where I really came up with that scenario of you know, um, with him being involved in the other murder, and then you know they getting getting it out. I think that that's ultimately the motive in my mind. Um, can you prove it? Pretty tough. Is if there was a motive, what would you guys think it was? Um, if there was a motive, I'd, I would have to say that you were pretty dead on with him, you know, and, and throws of being high and drunk him telling Odin, whether he thought Odin was gonna, I don't know what kind of effect he thought he was going to get out of Odin by telling him like, Hey, I killed two guys. Yeah. But for one reason or another, I think it slipped and he just got uber paranoid about him saying anything to anybody because he knew that. Odin Lloyd wasn't of that lifestyle. Odin Lloyd had a couple of run-ins, but the Chargers never stuck, and it was nothing ever really serious. Yeah. So he knew that he wasn't a gangster, but he knew that he had told him, you know, the ultimate secret that he murdered two guys, and or at least witnessed it. Yeah, and he's not, he's not a part of that lifestyle. So he's thinking, well, shit, what's this guy gonna do? So he's putting this shit in his own head. <sighs> when he's watching him speak to a couple of guys at the bar that he doesn't like, he's wondering what those guys are saying to him. He's wondering what Odin Lloyd's saying. And he just got in his own head. Yep. And they had brain damage. <laughs> and on top of, yeah, on top of the CTE, on top of the childhood trauma of him losing his father, possibly getting molested, uh, molested and, and what have you. So yeah. it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Truth Hooligans. Man, 2020 was a wild year. And if 2020 hasn't made you think about how unprepared you were, perhaps you need to stock up on some supplies and we'll help you be better prepared in the upcoming disaster for Mother Nature, enemies, foreign or domestic. To check out our good friends over at PatriotSupply.com. Check out our good friends at MyPatriotSupply.com. My Patriot Supply is a trusted self-reliant supplier of all things survival and preparedness. Prepping isn't crazy. And being prepared isn't crazy. 
They offer a full lineup of storable foods, everything from short-term to long-term food storage, to the gluten-free options as well as water and air purification systems. So head on over to our website and click on the affiliates page. Check out MyPatriotSupply.com with a direct link to all your preparedness supplies. Be a truth hooligan and join the millions of Americans who have taken safety of their families and readiness to the next level by staying a step ahead of the disasters at MyPatriotSupply.com. So head over to our website wbconspiracies.com click on that special link under the affiliates page and get prepared today mypatriotsupply.com i was going to add one one last thing and this was just an angle i was thinking of perhaps and this is no disrespect to the to the lloyd family because in all for all intensive purposes he seemed like a, a, a pretty good guy you know trying to do the best he could in his life uh he's still working a, a full-time job and trying to play semi-pro football um, just something I was thinking about. Is it possible, perhaps? Chris, you're right. Aaron slips it up one night. They're all they're all high as a kite, drinking. Hernandez lets it lets it having a sleepover, playing some Play Nintendo sixty four, some wave race, some tummy sticks, some playing some wave race, maybe. Um, Cast and hey, bud. Uh, play some tummy sticks. <laughs> and he's like, no, man, I just want to play Mario Kart. Shit. And so Hernandez, you know, spills the beans about this. Now, Lloyd comes to the next day and he gets the idea. Um, this is my ticket out of poverty. I'm going to blackmail this motherfucker. He's going to write me a check. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And I'm going to have uh, uh, perhaps the two individuals that he was talking to at the bar that night that Aaron had beef with. Maybe Aaron knows those two guys are snitches. Mm. So that's like his security, right? So I'm going to let Hernandez see what I, you know, I want him to see me talking to these guys that Aaron knows is a snitch. And then I'm going to present him with this. Hey, listen, dude, I know you told me that you killed two people. Uh, you know, I may never get a shot at the NFL like you have, but I want the life that you have. You write me a check. I'll keep my mouth shut and this all goes away. Or, you know, I talk to person A and person B and you already know how they are with, you know, loose lips sink ships. And Hernandez makes a phone call to his homies and he's like, hey, we, we got something we got to deal with. I, oh, who knows? I'm just, I'm really just shot out of left field. That's a good one. Those are, I'm just, those are two good motives. I like I'm just thinking. I, I, I like mine, but that's a good one too. And, and one. it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. So the, usually motives are like very easily defined. Like, Oh, it's a money motive or, yeah. Oh, you know, it's a X that has problem with, you know, you because you're left and moved on and you got a new one, a new boy or whatever, you know, but there just wasn't anything that jumped out at you yeah. right away because these guys were friends and they guys hung out and they drank and smoked together. They're sisters. They dated sisters. You know, they should be the closest. That'd be, I mean, Brian is one of my closest friends, and <clears throat> it's because we met through my wife and his wife. Yeah. You know, and now look at us now. Now we're, we're good buddies. Now, now taking over the world. Take you out to murder Brian. 
Yeah, I'm not going to take you out to the industrial area and shoot you five times with a Glock or a SIG, though. Well, it's going to jam, so why would you do that? Um, I'm not a SIG. I just, if, I, if it's a SIG, I drop it. It would shoot Glock you on accident. For a reason. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, you got to have a 20-pound, 22-pound trigger pull to shoot this Glock. So. <laughs> well, I, let, let me say this, too. And, and you know, we're, we're just speculating here. We're just spitballing. Who knows yeah. what really the, the motive was? Maybe he was just a sick guy. And I think as we do future true crime episodes, when you look at guys like Jeffrey Dahmer or the Toy Box Killer, what was their motive? They're just sick motherfuckers in the head, right? And there's a lot of similar elements, you know, early on childhood trauma, molestation, uh, trauma bonding, things like that. So perhaps that all that's all it was with Aaron Hernandez. And we're just trying to figure it, figure why there wasn't a visible motive because he was this iconic image you know, through football, sports, and, TV, and stuff there, like that. There was prob- there's probably not a bigger fall from. Oh yeah, he from was, the NFL. Yeah, because let me tell you, OJ was far removed from being in the NFL. This yeah. guy was at the peak of his frigging career. Mm-hmm. Not not to mention, he did this murder, and then played While the entire season. Yeah, yeah, played the entire season and had a career. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys would kill for what he did in no, that season. No pun intended. With that, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't do that. With what he did. Don't kill. Don't do that. Just With what he did. Yeah, oh, don't. for sure, yeah. Um, and, and I think we're all in agreement that CTE didn't play a prominent role, and I don't think we're using that as a motive. But uh, according to the researchers that did acquire his brain after he uh, offed himself, they said he had the worst case, the worst case of CTE for someone his age. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I mean... Listen, if my kid wants to play football, I'm going to let him play football. Um, I, I, I understand the concerns and I understand the uh, risks of playing football. And I think that every athlete that plays football should. Um, I, I know that there are some who reached the NFL and decided, hey, this isn't for me. I want to protect myself in my head, which is fine, right? But um, there's also plenty of ways to take care of yourself. Um, and, and protect yourself, and I think they're getting better at that. Uh, but I, I don't think that that contributed to the sole factor of him murdering people left and right. Agreed. Agreed. Boys, anything else as we wrap up the episode on Mr. Aaron Hernandez? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Chris? Uh, I think I think – I think he's definitely guilty of the Odin Lloyd murder. Uh, evidence was too far uh, against him. I think he did a shitty job covered up. We just don't know why. Um, it's a true crime that will stick out of my mind because, I mean, I love true crime. I love hearing about the cases. I love, you know, hearing about the testimony and all that stuff. And we didn't get into all that stuff. But, you know, that's part of the reason why I say go out and watch the documentary. Um because it has a lot of that stuff and it's good. And, you know, anything that we missed, you know, we're sorry, um, but we're putting out, this is a damn good show, guys. It yeah. was fun. And, and, I, and- I like these styles of show. I mean, I think, you know, these are the ones that you need to go out afterwards. We always say go out and do your own research about it because I think we just scratched it. Yeah. And I think this this is just a sad story oh, of man. an innocent it's- guy getting killed for no goddamn reason whatsoever. Yep. And if I hope there was a motive, I hope that Odin Lloyd, you know, uh, blackmailed him, you know, not to justify it, but man, if he if he just killed his best friend yeah. for no fucking reason, yeah. that's a sick motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Man. 
I gotta tell you, I, I had probably ten or eleven different tabs open because <laughs> I every single sports website had an article about this. Sure. Um, and 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 honestly, that's where most of the research came from for me. I did watch the uh, documentary, but um, you know we've talked about before. Not it's definitely skewed, and they sort of had an agenda. But it's good. There's a lot of really crucial information um, in general. So yeah, man, good episode, boys. Um, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's a that's a wrap for this one. Uh, next week is going to be, as we had mentioned, Casey Anthony, again, voted by the hooligans in the Discord. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, our first guest of 2021 Season 4. So the way it's going to kind of work now is um, we're going to do a, a vote in our Discord. We'll pick two topics. So you guys decide which ones you want to hear first. So we'll go topic, topic, guest. And that's kind of how we'll move forward in 2021. And we'll, and we'll pretty much stick to that uh, top uh, calendar, if you want to call it that, moving forward. As much as we can. Uh, yeah, as much as we can. Things are going to change. Things are going to come up. You know, we may be living in bunkers. We're like soon. a show title. We're fluid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're fluid like, podcast. We're like a... We're like Brian's gender, fluid. <laughs> Don't like and that. We're not, and you're not going to have to pay. And you're not going to have to pay for the show. Yeah. Again, just to let Paul know. Just to let paramedic Paul listen, man. Yeah. Our show's free forever. Okay. Yeah. There will be a Patreon. Did I miss something about paramedic Paul? Oh yeah, Paul. Oh, you didn't hear about Paul? No. Damn. Paul. Paul was the one that left us a one-star review on iTunes, and he said that basically we're asking for money so we can upgrade our equipment and then put the show behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Paramedic Paul, I do remember that, and you can go suck it. Yeah, yeah, Paul, that's I appreciate it. yeah, that's not going to happen. How about a two-star review on this one? <laughs> give us yeah, give us yeah, like just... two and a half, three stars. It helps us yeah, out. Come on, jeez, Louise, Paul. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies podcast. True crime episode, Aaron Hernandez. I've been Big Country. Boy. And Chris. And we'll see you on the next one. All right, Truth Hooligans, I want to tell you about our amazing friends over at Dr. Cowan's Garden. That's right, the Dr. Thomas Cowan, a practicing holistic doctor in San Francisco who has revolutionized health with healing your body through a clean diet and natural medicines. You may recognize him through numerous videos, lectures, discussing many different topics concerning your health. And when it comes to viruses and the integrity of some tests that are being used to prop up the pharmaceutical industry's mass hysteria operations. Dr. Cowan and his family have created a way to benefit your body by inputting clean, healthy toppings that you can add to your already existing diet. Dr. Cowan's Garden has created powerful vegetable powders that you can add to your already existing recipes and use them as seasoning. Each of these jars contains roughly 50 teaspoons of a single teaspoon serve and a single teaspoon serving of Dr. Cowan's Garden's powdered vegetables equates to a full serving of cooked vegetables. Parents having trouble with stutter, stubborn toddlers not wanting to eat or finish their vegetables, not a problem. Throw a teaspoon of this shit on top, boom. A full serving of cooked vegetables. We're excited to work with Dr. Cowan's Garden by clicking the link. Your new unique promo code, Dr. Cowan's Garden, 
to receive 15% off your entire order. Change the way you view what you put in your body and see how these products can change your life. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. USA in this house. USA in this house. Donald Trump, Putin, and shit. I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. By order of the hooligans, welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar.